find out what's making you sick and how to heal. Anthony William is the medical medium. Hello, I'm Anthony William, and you're listening to the Medical Medium Radio Show, where each week I talk about the most advanced healing information and secrets about health, much of which is not found anywhere else, and is decades ahead of what's out there now, and today we're doing the thyroid. This show's called Thyroid Healing. As I've always said, who has 10 or 20, 30 years to wait for answers for their thyroid? I mean, real answers, real answers for the thyroid, real important information we're going to be talking about. This is serious. This is going to, this is going to be great. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need to fasten your seatbelts for this one. There's no question. If this is a brand new show to you or something where this is the, your first time listening to the medical medium radio show, just know that this is the only health show anywhere. This is the only one. This show right here, the inf- where the information is an agenda-driven by interest groups, medical interest groups, uh, medical funding with strings attached, botched research with the thumb on the scale, medical lobbyists. All this stuff gets polluted in conventional and alternative medicine. Some of you are probably thinking, oh, he's talking about conventional medicine, not alternative. No, alternative is not freed from that. It used to be. It used to be freed from persuaded belief systems, but it took over and private panels of influencers and health field payoffs and kickbacks and trendy traps has saturated the alternative healing market plus the conventional one. We already had that going on. This is the only place where that doesn't happen with the information you're about to receive with the information we're going to talk about with the thyroid isn't polluted or contaminated or skewed or completely misdriven in a way that just suits somebody's needs out there in the hierarchy of the medical world so that you think your body's attacking itself when you have Hashimoto's. You think and you've been sold a bag of goods, a bag of lies that have been, that have been grandfathered in, okay, turned into law. And it's just a theory that the, that the body's attacking the thyroid with Hashimoto's when it's not. And I'm going to explain why. And that's what happens. It's contaminated information. This is the only place it's going to be untampered with, clean, purified, pure, a pure source of information so you can protect your loved ones and your friends and yourself and your own thyroid and everything else. And that's what's here at the Medical Medium uh, radio show because the information I get comes from a source that can't be affected by that. It can't be paid off. The source that gives me and provides me the information since I was age four cannot be bought. It can't be bought. It can't be sold. It can't be paid off. It can't be, you know, convinced into persuaded into a belief system. It can't be any of that. And that's what happened. And at the age of four, I received a gift hearing a voice perfectly clear that I diagnosed my grandmother with. And not only that, but it stayed with me the entire, my entire lifetime. So I've dedicated a lifetime in taking that information that's given to me nonstop that goes into my ear nonstop and providing that for people for decades. And I've helped tens of thousands of people recover and get better and heal and move forward in their life with this information. So, um, you know, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to be here talking with you. I'm so glad you're here with me. We're going to be covering the thyroid. Now, here's the deal with the thyroid. I can't cover more than a fraction of what's in the thyroid healing book. So if you're relying on this radio show to cover it all, to know all that's going on about the thyroid, 
to know all that's happening, it's not going to happen. It's not. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. The book is packed. It's right from the beginning, right to the end. And I can't, I can't do all. I can't cover all that un, just real, serious, intense material. So I'm going to cover where I can. I'm going to give you a lot of amazing, important bits and pieces of information. And that's what I'm going to do. And, and it's going to be really helpful. And you're going to be glad you're listening. Give me, seriously, give me glad you're listening. It's important stuff. And um, so, but we're, <laughs> but we're not going to be able to do it all. There's no way. So if you're really relying on this and not grabbing yourself a copy of Thyroid Healing, then it, you're going to miss out. I'm not just saying that because look, you can listen to this show and you can go grab one and you'll see the difference. Okay. There's that much in there. So I don't know what to say. Um, so you might want to do that if you don't already have one. So here's the deal with, with the thyroid in general. Okay. We've been convinced by an old grandfathered theory that was funded and it became like rocked in there as, as cement, as truth, as law became like law. As this, this kind of tr- became truth when it's not truth and that our body attacks itself. That's what Hashimoto's is. That our body attacks its own thyroid. The body produces an antibody to actually destroy the thyroid. Now, if you've been told that, that's misinformation. I can't say it. I can't say any more than misinformation, false information, um, toxic information. I, I don't know what else I could say. It's that bad and it's that wrong. It, it truly is. Now, in the 1950s, I've said this part before in different radio shows, but it has to be said again when it comes down to especially the thyroid. The 1950s, nobody knew it was any, what was wrong with anyone. Nobody knew. Women were filing in by the thousands, unprecedented, never before record numbers of chronic illness starting up in the 1950s. It never happened before that. Before that, it was the normal stuff, gallbladder going bad, you know, appendicitis, um, gastritis, uh, you know, food poisoning. Um, there were, there were cancer, even though it was so much less than ever be than it is now by far. I mean, so less than it is, it is now. Um, there was that. There were still lung problems people had. Um, there were still different kinds of tumors and things like that. There were still thyroid problems that were, that were happening, but they really kicked in in the 1950s. Everything did. Everything did. As if a train came into town. A train came into town with a whole list of sickness, chronic illness. Much of it, which no one experienced ever before, was just unloaded. Like, all aboard, wait, all stopping, train is stopping, stops, and all these symptoms and conditions pour out of the train right right there into town and just and attach themselves to everyone. It happened like practically immediately in the late, late 40s, early 50s. And so two things developed. One was it was all hormones. It's all hormones. It's got to be because most of the women that are suffering from all of this, are they're all kind of perimenopause, menopause, postmenopause. There was a reason for the timeline right there. It wasn't their hormones at all, actually. But medical science research was putting a tremendous amount of funding, research, and development into hormone therapy at that point. So it was the perfect, perfect Perfect time to really, really jake everybody over. The perfect time to jake them over. Seriously. 
perfect. The window was never better, the opportunity. Almost as if the hierarchy of the medical world kind of knew people were going to be getting sick. They kind of knew. And they had this thing ready. So, so what happened was a lot of people were that most of them were all just it's all hormones. Many of them were told it's all in your head. And in the thyroid healing book, I really go into that, all that, really. So I don't want to burn our ears and, and use all our time up for this. But this is important just to graze through this and you know, br- you know, kind of graze through this whole piece of it all. But what happened was that was one aspect of it. But not everybody was buying it. Not everybody was buying it. No, they weren't. There were some really smart doctors. They were like, I- I'm not buying this hormone thing. And they went looking for something else. They went looking for something else. They went on the search, and it, which is an incredible thing. So they got some funding, and they went on the search. Okay? And they did, and they discovered. They were looking. They were on the search for pathogens and couldn't find anything because pathogens are impossible to find in the body in more ways than one for reasons why. It's so hard to discover pathogens, especially when you don't know they exist. At the time, you don't know they exist, so you don't even know how you're what you're looking for and everything, certain pathogens. So it went on a pathogen hunt, couldn't detect any pathogens, couldn't find any pathogens. This is before um, you know, Epstein-Barr was discovered in 1964. You have to remember this, that virus that was discovered in 1960. It was before that was discovered in 1964. This is before HHV-6 was discovered in 1986. Somewhere in 1986 or something like that. Don't quote me exactly on that on HHV6. It could be 85, 86, somewhere like that. But you have to know, you have to know that there was no pathogen to really look for. We were just coming out of the whole polio movement, which don't even get me started on that thing. I can't tell you how many holes are in that. It's not even funny. But so basically, basically, there were a couple of rebels looking for something else. And they stumbled across something they were confused at seeing. They did discover something. They discovered an antibody, but not knowing what it's for, what it's doing, what it's supposed to do, what it did. If it's supposed to do anything, no one knew and still doesn't know today. What happened was a lot of money went into that antibody. A lot of money. A lot of grandfathered money, a lot of trust money, a lot of money went into that baby. And a result had to come from it called a theory, and it had to stick to the wall. The theory was, since there was no other thing to find to understand why someone was experiencing any kind of sickness whatsoever, the theory was, the theory, hear me out, theory, okay, that's what it was was the best one to land on, the best theory to land on. There were many theories. And they landed on one. And they landed on it for a reason. For a reason. They landed on a theory that the body created an antibody to attack itself. To attack itself. That's what they landed on. Now, why would they land on that? They had no proof at all. No understanding of it. No visibility of it. No tangibility of it, no way to weigh and measure, which is what science hangs its hat on, which is why polluted science in chronic illness is in it all the way through from conventional to alternative medicine. I'm sorry, if someone out there doesn't like hearing this, 
If one person doesn't like, somebody doesn't like hearing this, uh, you know what? I respect that. But, you know, tr- no, the truth is always hard to receive. It's always hard to receive out there, no matter what, 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 what's going on. I, that's just the way the world works, and there's a reason for that. Because when someone's invested in something, the last thing you want to do is, is switch gears. Yeah, I've said this before. If you're a painter and you painted this painting for a museum that, that commissioned you, and they wanted painted on the history of something, and then you painted it wrong, and someone said, that's not even the right history you just painted – it's going to sting like a bee and it's going to hurt. You put your passion and your caring and your love and your commitment and your time into what you thought was the right history you were painting. And you might darn well say, well, this is the way I like it. And that's just the way the painting went. So there it is. And people put information out there. They're invested and they write books and they're invested on old grandfathered misinformation laws. And you can't, you many minute of real truth is out there on it it's 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 come on they dedicated their life in this book or whatever they did you can't just switch their gears it's like admitting that what their work was and everything and all the time they put into it was wrong and that's why it's so difficult to hear the truth that that alone is why so what happened okay was that the body was attacking itself theory had to take lead it had to be the lead, even though there was no way of knowing, seeing, or even having any idea, even including till today. Science and research hasn't moved that step even a bit. Now, the reason why they went this way, because it safeguarded the, it safe, safeguarded the medical institutions. It safeguarded them because it became your body's fault and your fault. Not their fault that they didn't have the answers. Your fault. What an escape goat we became. Unbelievable. Incredible. One of the greatest mistakes of all time. That's why I wrote a chapter on this in thyroid healing. In thyroid healing. It's in there. That's right. It's in there. You got your seatbelts on? This is serious. The show is serious today. This is really serious. You got your seatbelts. Good, 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 good. Okay. So what happened was... Since they didn't have an answer, it became your body attacking itself. Best way to go. Takes the heat off of everything. They don't have to fund anything anymore. They don't have to put money into something they may not want to put money into anymore because they left it with an answer that was satisfiable and protected, protective for the medical world, the medical institutions. So why go any further? Why go any further? And that's what happened. And that became law and it's stuck, it's stuck on the wall. And your latest thyroid information right now from your latest people, whether it's the natural or not natural, whoever that is, whatever's doing what, has peppered, peppered with old grandfather truth that's against you and your healing. Because the minute you think, whether you think what triggers, triggers Hashimoto's, whatever tidbits, gluten, and all these other things, and we're going to talk about some of that here, whatever you think, there's still something that's not good and sinister with under it all, which is still holds, meaning it's still holding out there that the body's attacking itself, which means these, these autoantibodies are actually attacking your own thyroid. 
So sure, we can eat better. We can do things. We can follow some great ideas that a lot of different people have out there on how to help your thyroid, and you can get some results. And we'll talk why we're going to get some results. But it's not the best thing in the world because you still have this weapon that was designed out there sitting and sitting in your psyche that can sneak up if something doesn't go right or you don't eat right one day or something doesn't work out and your thyroid is bonking on you. There's still this little sinister weapon out there that's saying because your body's turning against you because that's what it's all been this whole time. It's actually horrible and it has to be talked about. And it has to be talked about. Seriously, my apologies, but it has to be talked about. I got some celery juice right here <clears throat> on the desk, and I've been trying to do celery juice in the afternoon a little bit. I, I used to do it in the morning, which, but I just haven't had a chance. So I've been asking my assistant, "Can I have one for uh, you know for the show for the afternoon?" So just just bear with me. Mm. So here's the deal. Um. The body's not attacking itself. That has to be concrete. That has to be in you, in your mind, your soul, your heart, because it interferes. It stops the immune system from doing what it needs to do. It stops the immune system from conquering something that is the cause of your thyroid problem. That is the cause. I released very early on and have also talked about this for decades that Epstein-Barr is the cause and still to today, experts out there that want to talk about thyroid, they just can't accept that. So what they've done was to make it look like they're on par with my information. They've taken the Epstein-Barr and they, they file it now in the trigger section in, in their material, in their literature. The trigger section. Just so someone can get kind of sideswiped and confused by that. Oh, oh, this person's kind of mentioned Epstein-Barr here. Oh, so they must know too. Oh, case closed. You know, don't listen to Anthony. Case closed. No, it's not a trigger. Epstein-Barr is not a trigger, I repeat, unless you know this, you don't know what the truth is. And if you don't want to know the truth, I, I can respect that and stand by that. There's people that I love in the world that are like, I can't handle the truth. I'd be like, okay, that's okay. That's okay. I still got compassion. I still got love for everyone. But if you're okay to handle the truth, and it's your time to know it so you can help others, whether it's something you bump in a year from now, someone you bump in a week from now, someone you bump in five years from now for your daughter that is born in three years from whatever you got the truth for to protect and help, you're going to have that truth by your side. And if you can't handle it now, that's okay because you might be able to handle it later. Yeah, Absolutely. I told you this was an intense one. I told you that. So the true, true, true cause of thyroid disease is Epstein-Barr itself, the virus that people have in their body. That is the true, only true cause. The radiation doesn't help the thyroid. But that's a very small percentage of people that get so much radiation damage to their thyroid that it causes thyroid problems. The virus is that much of the problem for thyroid disease. It dominates and covers thyroid disease, every aspect of it, from hyperthyroidism to hypothyroidism to Graves, obviously, to, to, to Hashimoto's, to thyroid cancer, to thyroid nodules. 
and I explained it all in thyroid healing. I'm not going to be able to explain every detail in this show, but I'm giving you the rundown of what to look for. Okay? But so the, even the latest information, so they don't seem like they're outdated out there, the latest information that's being out there and surfacing and being thrown around because of Metal Medical Medium Book One and because of information I put out before that, that what they're doing now is they're just tucking that in. They're taking it because they know it's getting out there finally. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. They don't believe Epstein-Barr is responsible for thyroid disease because they believe the old grandfather's law that was paid for, bought, and sold back in the old days, which is your body's destroying itself and and your body's sending an antibody to destroy your, your thyroid. And because they don't want to let that go, because they built their... They built their platforms of life on that, whatever that is, or careers or whatever it is that's out there in the world. They can't let that go. They're going to take Epstein-Barr, and they're still going to file it away and have it there so that you get fooled because they're going to put it in the trigger section. They're going to put it in the trigger section. It's a disaster. Look, my job is not to make friends, you know? It's not about that. It's about watching your back. It's about caring about your daughter, your granddaughter. It's about caring about your son. It's about caring about your grandson. It's about caring what happened to your grandmother. It's about caring about what happened to your grandfather. It's about caring about all of that. It's about caring about you when you suffer with symptoms that are told to be thyroid when they're not, when they're Epstein-Barr. It's about caring about what you're going through and about getting you better. And if that means I make some friends in the, in the meantime, that's great. If it means I don't make some friends because the stuff is too bitter to swallow in the field of medicine, then I don't make a few friends. Whatever. Whatever. This is about you. This is about you, your life. And when I was given the gift when I was younger... Spirit said, you know, when I was younger, I said, I don't care. I don't care about people. That's what I said when I was seven, eight years old. I said, I don't want to do this. I don't care about people's health. I just want to ride my skateboard. I want to ride my bicycle. And Spirit said, you have to care. Don't adopt that attitude. You have to care. I said, why? And Spirit says, you'll see. You'll see. As time goes on, you have to care, Anthony. And so I made sure I did. I made sure I did. So let's go into the thyroid a little bit. Let's do that. So what constitutes a thyroid expert? I'll tell you, you, when you read this book, Thyroid Healing, that constitutes a thyroid expert. You, you, someone else that you tell about the book, someone else that you lend the book so they could read it. Someone can't afford the $15 book or whatever it costs. I don't know what it costs. Someone, someone that can't afford the book, then they can, they can, um, they can borrow yours. What constitutes a thyroid expert? It's you. That's what is a thyroid expert is. Because we don't have real thyroid experts out there yet. So this is your chance in your book. This is your chance in your book. And there's more in here than thyroid. There's much more in here than thyroid. Because it's all affiliated. So let's cut into some of this. That's what we need to do. Let's do a little bit of history. The first cases of thyroid started out pretty early, but they were mostly because of iodine deficiencies. So they were goiters during iodine deficiencies during poverty back in the early 1800s, late 1700s. 
Okay, poverty where literally jerks, jerk strips, <laughs> dried meat was all they had or something or any or just one type of grain only. And it's all they had. And so they became iodine deficient. People became severely iodine you know, deficient. They didn't have access to fresh gardens. That was for the rich. That was for the rich. So goiters developed. Early goiters. That were just iodine related. But shortly after that, something happened. There was a virus that was up and coming in the late 1850s. It was up and coming. It was been around a little bit, but it was a friendly virus, one that worked for us, one that protected us, and it was called the Epstein Bar, but no one called it the Epstein Bar then because it wasn't discovered till 1964 by Anthony Epstein. And if Epst Anthony Epstein didn't discover it, then I would have named it something else. I would have named it something else, just like the two undiscovered hormones the thyroid produces that don't have names that is called R5, R6 in Thyroid Healing Book. Because they're not discovered, I had to name them. That's what happened. And when they get discovered, they could pick their own name. Whoever discovered it. Dr. Whoever. Okay? Then it could be, you know, the Dr. Whoever, the whoever hormones that were undiscovered, finally discovered by science and research by a certain lab technician or doctor. And, but... It wasn't discovered then. And like I said, if Anthony Epstein and Barr didn't, didn't discover it in 1964, I still would have been talking about this virus. I just would have named it differently. <laughs> wouldn't have named it the Anthony William <laughs> or the William. Okay, so, all right. So the deal is this virus was up and coming, and it was starting to get less. It was starting to break its docile phase because of what we were doing to food in 1850s, 1860s, right around the Civil War, industrialized, the industrial age went into food. Yeah, you think the industrial age probably went into the Green Revolution in 1950s, 1960s, 1940s. Is that bad? No, 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 no. There was a revolution long before that, starting an experimental one where they were taking arsenic and copper and spraying it on crops, pumping it onto crops in the 1860s. Dropping it on crops, putting it in people's gardens, everything, meaning offering this, the solutions. And there were early antibiotics that weren't recorded. They weren't recorded. Funguses that weren't recorded that were being used as weapons on food in the 1870s. This instigated and pissed off Epstein-Barr because as, as Epstein-Barr, the virus was devouring this stuff in people's bodies, it triggered off... The very early first cases of Hashimoto's. What's Hashimoto's? Just a guy that felt somebody's thyroid and says, it was swollen. That's all that is. When you get a Hashimoto's diagnosis, don't think you got some grandioso diagnosis that science has got everything figured out and their fingers on it all. Don't even think that. The term Hashimoto's is for some guy, some doctor. He just felt somebody's uh, thyroid. It was swollen in a different way, different than the normal goiter. And he was like, oh, okay, um, swollen thyroid. And he was, named, he was named Hashimoto's after him. Okay? Interesting, right? Unbelievable. 
really unbelievable where we are to where we are today. Look what year it is and where we are now with the information that's out there. The best they could do is some clean diets. I mean, some clean diets that, that are not perfect, but some clean diet and then, you know, getting a better thyroid medication. That's the best they can offer right now. And then still say your body's attacking itself and then bring up triggers now. That's the new thing. Where did those come from? They came from me. I've been talking about triggers and all kinds of illnesses. No one spoke of triggers before that. No one. And so, what, you know, what happened, what happened is this doctor found it. And he said, you know, swollen thyroid, and that's where it started. And that was the very first beginning of when the thyroid, the thyroid got a dose of Epstein-Barr. That was it right there, right there. But not a lot of people, small handful. It took a long time to get this virus up and coming. People born in 1890, 1895, 1900, 1901, 1902, people born in 1905 had more of a more aggressive version of this, this variety. And most people started developing, women started developing, not and men too, but mostly women and plenty of men, we're going to talk about that, started developing by the time they were 40, 45, 50 years old. They start developing a thyroid problem, thyroid condition, and lots of different symptoms and all kinds of different symptoms. This was Epstein-Barr related. It was blamed on hormones and eventually blamed on the body attacking itself. That's where the medulla I talked about earlier. That's where it all fits in. And now we have a more aggressive varieties of Epstein-Barr that cause Hashimoto's in kids right from the beginning, cause thyroid problems right from the beginning all the way to uh, college students getting them, getting Hashimoto's, all the way to all of it. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you. You know, it's important to know that it's a bug you're going after and, you're, and your body's working for it. It's working for you. Your body is working for you to destroy and kill that bug. It created an antibody to seek out and find that bug without harming you. The antibody can't harm you. It can't. It's not programmed on any level by your immune system to destroy or attack a single cell in your body. But what is programmed now to do that is Epstein-Barr. And that's causing inflammation and that's causing problems and that's what's attacking a person. So when you know your body's going after it, and you know your body's working for you. Something switches gears. Your immune system turns into something different. It amps up stronger than ever before. And it doesn't hurt your thyroid, but it even helps the antibodies go after the Epstein-Barr virus. And when you help it, because the antibodies aren't enough for the varieties of Epstein-Barr out lately. When you help it with the right supplements, like I talk about in thyroid healing and the right foods, like I talk about in thyroid healing... Ho, 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 I get it. So there's all kinds of experts out there that have answers for foods too. But if they don't know what's really going wrong with the thyroid, they are really an expert about what foods to eat. Let's cover a little bit of that fun too for you. Well, you become the expert because you know what's really happening with the thyroid. So then you know what real food, what the foods you really want to use for your thyroid are. That makes you the expert. That's how it works. Look. I'm not trying to like boast and be, you know, uh, be, be, be bragging and all these other things. That's not what this is about. You just have to have the information. This is about you getting better. I've seen terrible things happen. I'm talking about down to the basic where a newlywed couple is just starting their life or just about to get married. 
uh, the girl gets diagnosed with Hashimoto's. Uh, the young husband or young husband-to-be can't even register that. Like, wait a minute, I thought I was getting a healthy wife for a future, and now I'm hearing it's genetic, and ooh, what if my kids get Hashimoto's, and the genetic theory, which is something that you're going to have to read in Thyroid Healing, too. And, and I've seen it destroy relationships left and right, because I've been in this long enough. I've been in this long enough. Not five years, not seven years, not nine years. I've been in this for decades. I've watched the carnage. I've watched the war. I mean, the battle wounds. Same thing with a, with a young husband, soon-to-be husband or a boyfriend. You know, he's got, oh, what, he's got a thyroid problem now? I just want to go out to the bar and have fun. We're young at now. We want to go to the bar and have fun. We, I can't believe my boyfriend has these. He's got to go to the doctor's. I can't tell you how many lives it's changed when it's also misinformation where, wait a minute, it's genetic and uh, wait, the body attacks itself on top of it. Oh my God, that's scary. I can't, I, I can't tell you the amount of disasters I've seen because of misinformation. So that's why I come on strong with all this. Not to mention what happens in people's thyroids in general, they atrophy, they become problematic. I talk about it in thyroid healing. And then someone has to buy medication the rest of their life. What if they don't have health insurance to cover it? I mean, the whole bit. I've seen it all. And so this stuff is real. It's important. It's important. And so let's talk about the food thing, the gorgogenic thing, gorgogenic, gorgogens, okay? Gorgogenic compounds, right? Those. Gorgogenic foods, those, right? You've, you've heard about that. Okay, broccoli, the brassica family, cruciferous family, right? Cruciferous family, the, the brassicas, sulfur-rich vegetables. You've heard of that. Okay, I got you. You heard of it, right? Don't eat them with a thyroid problem ever. One of the worst bits and pieces of in, misinformation I've ever heard. If somebody doesn't know what's technically really wrong with a thyroid, how are they going to know what food is good or bad for your thyroid? If somebody doesn't even know about undiscovered hormones in your thyroid because science and research isn't there, they stopped at T3 and T4, how are, you gonna, how are they going to know what food is good for your thyroid or not? If somebody doesn't know what you have wrong with you that's creating all your symptoms, the 88 symptoms and conditions I just listed in, in thyroid healing, and they don't know what causes any of that, how are they going to know what food to give you? I mean, seriously, I've seen it all. And I have to be somewhat sarcastic to some degree. It's a sarcasm that I had when I was a kid. And, you know, and I said to Spirit, look, I'll do, I'll do what you need me to do. But, but you know, I'm not going to lose my sarcasm at times. That's the way I deal with stuff sometimes. Spirit said, I don't care what, I don't, I, that's fine, I don't care. You could be a sarcastic little kid. You could be a little snot. <laughs> little snot at 10 years old. Because, you know, because you're getting all the information for people's health. Yeah, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Goitrogenic foods, those compounds, you can't get enough of those compounds to harm a thyroid with the amount of broccoli, cauliflower, kale, uh, br Brussels sprouts, collard, collard greens that you can eat. You can't get enough of that compound to cause a problem with the thyroid. And that compound isn't even a, 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 something bad against your thyroid because there's anti-goitrogenic compounds in those foods that are not discovered that even help cancel out the goitrogenic compound to begin with. 
But since they're not discovered yet, you get cheated. Why are brassica important? Why is it important to have a piece of kale for your thyroid? Because kale actually helps recover a thyroid. What's in kale? Phytochemical compounds help to get Epstein-Barr out. The brassica family has phytochemical compounds. Ghost-like qualities. Ghost. Phytochemical compounds that can travel through organs and glands and harm pathogens. But no, 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 no. It's a trend. Let's just follow the next ridiculous trend, not founded by anything really. And let's just follow that and cheat ourselves. And that's just one example. And if even if you ate a hundred pound barrel of broccoli, which isn't humanly possible, how much, how many heads of broccoli can you eat in a day? It's still not enough to hinder your thyroid. This is an example. This is very important to know. So what does our thyroid do? Well, medical research, medical science doesn't really know. How do you like that one? I don't even know what our thyroid does. Our thyroid is a second brain. It's a data center. It catalogs and balances. It ca- sorry, it catalogs the balance of your body. It catalogs the balance of your body. It's recording. It records messages from every organ. It's a complaint center. It's HR. It's HR. That's what it is. It's the HR department. That means that complaints are going to HR. Complaints go to the thyroid. Why? So thyroid, the thyroid can regulate the two undiscovered hormones. They're called frequency hormones, not by science and research. They haven't even found them. They're not calling them nothing. They're not calling them nothing. And they're not going to look for them either. Because the more they find out, the more it could break the grandfathered, paid for, in trust, contracted law and theory of the body destroying itself that developed in the 1950s when an antibody was discovered. And no one's going to mess with that. No one is going to mess with that. They're not going to even look for those undiscovered thyroid hormones. These undiscovered thyroid hormones, much different than T4, T3, they get delivered. They get sent out. They help balance the body like no other. The thyroid's the complaint center. It's a frequent radio frequency hormone. Very powerful hormone, actually. Their true functions, you know, here, and here's the other thing. Wait a minute. Let's go over the true functions of T4, T3. You probably think it's everything. You probably think you'll die if you don't have T3, D4. If that's the case, there's a lot of people missing their thyroid. And they're not even on thyroid medication. There's people that have taken themselves off of thyroid medication because it just made them so sick. There's a lot of people that are sensitive. I'm not saying to dump your thyroid medication. You can bring the book, talk to your practitioner and your doctor, and that's what I always recommend. Talk to your practitioner and doctor. Ask, you know, ask if you want it to come off your thyroid medication. You ask your doctor to help you and help you with the way or reduce it or whatever you think you need or feel. But I'm trying to tell you something. There's people that don't have thyroid medication because it makes them too sick. And, and it doesn't mean it makes everybody sick. That's not it at all. There's some people that are sensitive where it makes their heart race. And so they've had their thyroid surgically removed, but they, their heart races when they, 
with thyroid medications, they're kind of stuck. So they, they, they do the synthetic, then they do the, then they do the compounded natural and they do, they go back and forth and they just, their heart races and they have problems. A lot of people that go through that and they had the thyroid removed and they stopped the thyroid medication and they're still here. And once they find out that the real problem was Epstein-Barr causing the symptoms to begin with fatigue and all the other symptoms that people go through that are all now filed into a thyroid symptom. And once they realize they get rid of their viral issue, they're feeling better than ever, even when they're missing a thyroid. This is important to know. So T4 and T3, their true functions, which are not recorded by science and research, is just to help balance our immune system. That's one of the reasons why Epstein-Barr likes to try to diminish them too and get to the thyroid because Epstein-Barr doesn't want your immune system working perfectly. But that's, that's, that's their only function practically. The other is to stop you from overreacting and underreacting. Just, you know, it stops the body from kind of overreacting and underreacting. Once, you're, once these, these are diminishing, you do get some symptoms. But the symptoms I list in here are simplistic. They're just temperature, temperature fluctuations. The, the, the very basic symptoms you'll see when you look in there if someone's really having T4, T3 problems. Because the other R5 and R6 play a larger role, and they're so powerful. They're there working for you. It's just that the symptoms we get with Hashimoto's and other type of thyroid problems are coming from Epstein-Barr. It's all the symptoms. It's all of it. You name it. Nerve pain, aches and pains, fatigue, fibromyalgia, um, hair loss, uh, soft Epstein-Barr, um, uh, nails, uh, skin problems, all Epstein-Barr, all these different things. The list goes on. Insomnia, just all of it. It is mostly viral trigger, triggered. And so once you clear up Epstein-Barr, doesn't matter what your numbers are sitting at, of course, get our numbers better. Of course, get the T3, T4 up to par. I'm all for that. I'm not sitting here trying to be reckless and say, oh, you don't have to worry about these two hormones. No, we want them there, yes, and we want them at adequate levels. We want them normalized because we want the maximum out of our immune system and the balance of our body. Of course, there's a reason why they've been created. There's a reason why they're in us, T4, T3. I'm not underscoring them. I'm just saying R5 and R6 play much bigger roles, much bigger roles. I explain this because I'm not going to be able to explain all this in this time period. So some of you are going to be like, okay, that, I, I, you know, I got to get the book because you have to get it. You have to see that. So let, let's talk about a few other things. Talk about a, a, a whatever else we can try to cover right now. All right. The deal is with – just give you some tidbits. Um, one thing people don't understand when not, they're on thyroid medication long, long term, the liver has to suck it all up and absorb it all up. The liver gets overburdened with thyroid medication. That's why a lot of people – that's why a lot of people first go on thyroid medication. They got to go on a lot more and they got to go to the doctor again. He has to up it up it until it maxes out because the, th- because the liver is absorbing it and absorbing it. That's why it's important to do like – the thyroid stuff that I'm talking about, if you stay on your medication, it's fine, but that's why I'm talking about the 90-day cleanse that we have, the 90-day cleanse that Spirit and I have. It's definitely a little different than 28-day cleanse. And what it is, is that when you know, we do the foods and we do what we're doing, it's helping the liver. That's what it's doing. It's helping the liver. You see, when an expert offers foods, 
they have to realize your liver's already been clogged up with thyroid medication. And that's a big part of it all on its own. Really big part of it. So we have to realize that. So, so the, you know, the 90-day program is important. So, you know, to just even if you tap into a little bit of it, it starts to help the liver. It helps to help, starts to help the cleanse, the celery juice, heavy metal detox. All this helps. Now, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about a couple of other things, too. That was just one tidbit about the liver and it's taking on all the medication like it does. Um, I want to cover hyperthyroid for a couple of minutes, too. We're going to try to cover whatever we can. Hyperthyroid. Um, hyperthyroid, every, it's said out there that everybody with hyperthyroid has, has, uh, can't gain weight and they get too skinny. Actually, the majority of people with hyperthyroid have a weight problem too, and they gain weight. So there's another mistake that's not being corrected out there. I just want to throw that at you. And the reason why is there's two, there's usually two varieties of viruses with the Epstein-Barr. You can have a bunch of different varieties. There's two varieties that are in the thyroid that involve a lot to do. And they're in the liver involving the liver part. So the liver's connected. The liver gets really sluggish with one variety of Epstein-Barr causing weight to come on while another variety of viruses in the thyroid causing hyperthyroid. And you'll see, you'll see more, more of that when you look into it too. A lot of symptoms contributed to Hashimoto's or thyroid problems, weight gain, metabolism, weight problems in general, hair loss, um, adrenal fatigue, hair texture, um, insomnia, fatigue, brain fog, concentration, memory loss, chills, um, cold hands, feet, puffy eyes, puffy face. These are all viral symptoms. These aren't thyroid symptoms. And you'll see that this is one of the greatest truths to uncover and discover in thyroid healing. These are just viral symptoms. You get rid of these, you get rid of the virus, you get rid of these, these start going away. I've seen it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times in people. And what happens is people who are not really experts in the field that are out there calling themselves experts, which I totally respect. I respect everybody in the field of medicine. It doesn't matter. What happens is if they take you off of bad foods, foods, they don't really know why you're getting rid of some of these symptoms. They don't know why. It's because you're minimizing the Epstein-Barr. So they contributed to your thyroid getting better. See the confusion? And that's the confusion. If you get rid of wheat gluten and you get rid of certain things, processed foods that feed Epstein-Barr in the liver and feed Epstein-Barr in the body and feed Epstein-Barr in the thyroid, if you get rid of those foods, someone improves with symptoms that they just think is the thyroid symptoms when it's not the thyroid symptoms. They're they're Epstein-Barr symptoms. Whoa. I'm going to need a a rest after this show (laughs) because I'm trying to deliver as much as I can. Constipation blamed on thyroid now. The memory loss I told you about. Um, Insatiable hunger blamed on thyroid when really insatiable hunger for hyperthyroid and, and hypothyroid, insatiable hunger is actually caused by liver glucose deficiency caused by Epstein Barr inside the liver. I explain a lot of these symptoms. You don't need to hear it from me now. Um, triggers. Yes, there are triggers, but the triggers trigger off a viral condition, not triggering off Hashimoto's, the body destroying itself. Please remember that with all your heart and soul. 
in order to truly heal and, and not let this come back down the road. I got a triggers list, the mold and the mercury and, and, and the pesticides and the insecticides and death in the family, broken hearts and betrayal and taking care of sick loved ones put a lot of stress on us and all these different things. And carpet cleaning, you know, carpet cleaning, which was the first to talk about that years ago and now it's out there. Thank God it is. But fresh paint, summer swimming, summer swimming. These are just some of the triggers, including even, you know, insomnia and other things. These triggers are not triggers for Hashimoto's. They're triggers for Epstein-Barr. They're triggers to drop the immune system, allowing Epstein-Barr to cause problems and cause, causing more issues, causing Hashimoto's and everything else. And then what happens is somebody says, well, it's these triggers. We got to take away these triggers. You should be healthy enough to handle some of these triggers. And that's what I want people to become because really it's getting rid of your Epstein-Barr. So if you have a heartbreak, it doesn't take you down and create another round of Hashimoto's five years from now. Even if your Hashimoto's got kind of better because you were taking out bad foods and following a plan and then, yeah, and but you got slammed with a heartbreak for four years later and the Hashimoto's back and you might be confused of why it's back, thinking your body's attacking itself when it's not attacking itself. It means the Epstein-Barr wasn't cleaned up entirely or enough, cleaned up enough. <clears throat> I have a whole chapter on thyroid cancer in here about how cancer really is created. Research and science has no idea how thyroid cancer is really created. Something important to know. And, you know, this, this is all important. Let's cover a few supplements. The supplement section is a combination because it's a combination of taking care of Epstein-Barr. It's not just supplements going for the thyroid. It's the vitamin C that loves to clean Epstein-Barr out of the liver. It's the zinc that, that knocks down Epstein-Barr, one of the most important minerals for Hashimoto's in general or any symptoms related with Epstein-Barr as you read through this. And the cat's claw, of course, which, which thank God and thank spirit that that's in the world more now than ever before. We peddled that information and peddled that information and peddled that to the cows come home. Since I was 10 years old, we peddled that and finally it's taking root. And you know, you know, it's, it's, and I don't mean peddling the cat's claw. I'm talking the information, meaning running out there and be like, no, this is what you need for your Lyme. No, this is what you need for your Epstein-Barr because your Epstein-Barr is what's triggering off your actual Lyme symptoms. This is what, you know, this is what you need. All this information is so critical. Some of the other supplements in here that take out heavy metals, you'll see in here, and they're important, and um, and it's just it's something to to consider if you're worried about supplements or anything. What you do is you you know you talk you talk to uh, you talk to your practitioner. You talk to your practitioner. You take a little bit at a time. The iodine theory of it being bad for Hashimoto's is disastrous. Now, you don't want to take a lot of iodine with Hashimoto's. You want to just maybe do a little sea vegetables, a little spirulina. The reason why that's all crossed out there is because they don't understand that iodine's an antiseptic. I talk about it in here, and the antiseptic kills off viruses, and that's the response you're getting. So be easy on it so you don't get a big kill off. That's something, you know, go to your doctor and talk about that that's fine. You can take a little bit of a spirulina. It's only going to help and get rid of the Epstein bar over time and the heavy metals that feed the Epstein bar because the triggers such as heavy metals feed the Epstein bar, keep it around, make it strong. And then it goes and it, and it goes after the thyroid because that's one of its jobs. And we can, we can stop this. 
Would you rather know that there's a bug you can actually go and squash with the information you have and the fact that once you know the truth, this bug weakens even more because you know the truth? Wouldn't you rather rather know that? Or would you rather just think it's out of your control and you're just a genetic mess and that – and that it's your body destroying itself. It's destroying your own thyroid. Which one would you want? I want to know. I want to know. I know there's a couple of people out there that would be like, oh, I don't want to know about a bug in me. Trust me. It's better to know because you can get rid of it and clean it up. Anyway, I love you. We <laughs> didn't run out of time yet, but we're coming close. So it's important to know the truth in this way, in this, in this way in general. It's important to know the truth. And like I said before, if you didn't pick up the book already, just 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 please get it. Please get it. And um, because it's important to have in your hand, it is. Because the show's not going to cover a fraction of what's in there. And, and that's important to know. But wouldn't you rather know the truth and your body's not attacking itself? I've had people that didn't know that that's what Hashimoto's was when they were given the diagnosis, and they discovered it. They discovered it was the body attacking itself through you know, the information out there when they were looking around and they were like in shock. They were devastated, devastated. They were paralyzed, meaning emotionally. But that's not the truth. You're paralyzed over a non-truth on top of it. How heartbreaking is that? How heartbreaking is that that's your daughter that had that happen? How heartbreaking is that? It's heartbreaking. It's a disaster. And like I said... You can't lean on the experts that are out there today because they painted, they painted the life around them with the misinformation and you can't shift gears. It doesn't look good. And I get that and I respect that. But the point is, you're the expert now. You're the expert. I, listen, I love every practitioner out there in the world helping people because they still do help. They still do help in some way, even if they don't know the exact truth about the thyroid and all this. They help in different ways. But this is, this is what you really need to move forward and heal and get past this, to strengthen you so a thyroid doesn't atrophy, so that you're not just prisoner to medication for 30 years, so you're not prisoner of an, of an idealism. You're not prisoner of, of some kind of belief system that wasn't even correct to begin with that can hinder you healing your thyroid in every way possible. You don't want to be held back that, held that back that way. I'm telling you, I know so. I've been in this since a child. I've been talking to spirit since a child. I've seen it all. I've helped people. I know. And I stand behind you and I'm in your corner and I got your back. We take one day at a time. While I'm here, while I'm still alive and here, I got your back and we're going to get this information out there. You name it. I mean, I want to live forever. I want to live to be 110. I want to live to be 120 and I probably hope I do. But I'm hoping that's enough time. And with the help of your, with you here, then it probably is plenty of time. We're going to get the information out now. We'll get it out this year. We'll get it out. I love you. <laughs> I know I'm dramatic about that. Silly, silly, silly. I love you. I want you to take care. I stand behind you 100%. Bless you. Bless your heart. Take one day at a time. And I'll see you next week because we're still the Medical Medium Radio Show. Bless you. Bye now.